0: everyone it's David Wheeler at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to the and Wanderers show welcome to this week's edition of the and Wanderers show we're into season four already in the early stages I'm not sure which episode it is mainly because I'm not sure whether the Joe Jacobson uh, testimonial preview counts but we've done a show after that and now there's this one <laughs> Great. thank you Three, I've had it officially confirmed. This is show three of season four. Welcome. Thank you so much. A lot's happened, hasn't it, in the past uh, few weeks? Uh, so we've had a number of new signings. We've had uh, one league game, uh, one defeat. Uh, we've had one cup game, one win, uh, one cup draw. And uh, that's been about it, hasn't it, really? In an eventful sort of first week of the season. Lots to get through in the uh, in this uh, next coming hour. We'll be chatting. To, we'll give you some highlights, actually, from Tuesday night, first up, in a few moments' time. We'll hear from Phil with our match briefing. Uh, we'll look ahead to the trip to Lincoln on Saturday. We'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield. We'll chat to new signing Harry Boys, And if the expression, been with a shot, means anything to you, hmm. Which it probably will uh, That'll give you a bit of a clue If not almost the answer To who our uh, first appearance Thanks to uh, the Wickham Wanderers X Player Association of the season Will be uh, It's Marcus Bean In case you don't know <laughs> uh, We'll be hearing from him And uh, some tales of that goal And uh, the other one as well And the celebration And lots more as well Including what he's up to these days After his uh, five years at the club But first, as promised Some highlights from Tuesday night At Stadium MK
1: Good evening, everybody. We are live at Stadium MK for the League Cup or EFL Cup. First round game between MK Dons and Wickham Wanderers. Sorry, I forgot to say League Two, MK Dons and Wickham Wanderers. My mistake. That's a good tackle by Scholars. Nice. And now Brecken's got the platform to run into the edge of the area. He feeds folks. Folks oh. now. Taylor oh. foots oh. it just Lucky. inches wide. Lovely Unlucky. move by Wickham Wanderers. Potts skips past Norman again and finds Taylor once more Taylor edge of the box goes for goal oh, oh and it's just oh. past the post I don't think the keeper's got a touch and that's a goal kick and Freddie Potts there yeah the first pass was a loose one but he reacted quickly got it back and the second pass was superb and then he's turned possession over again and beat Norman like he didn't exist into Scurran Wickham building out from the back again from that goal kick Tafferzoli has the ball skips away from Gilby thinks it in towards Vokes folks flicks onto Brekin Brekin yes. gets away from Tucker Tucker through yes. to Grimmer Grimmer just oh. past the post left footed Grimmer saying there's a deflection lovely move from Wickham Wanderers and Jack Grimmer joining the party oh. from right wing back Tucker takes a touch into yes, the penalty area, oh, it to Vokesy Taylor through on goal he, he, he's been oh. blocked goes for goal now oh, off the line. cleared off the line what a touch from Vokesy the back hill to Taylor what a touch from Vokesy amazing wow. amazing touch from Vokesy Taylor was through on goal the defence recovered quickly Taylor though was going towards the centre of the penalty area he finally got his shots away and it was cleared off the line in the bottom corner great defending from MK Dons what a move by Wickham but they're coming again with Grimmer Grimmer into the box Taylor's there Diving Whoa. header goes behind okay. for a goal kick. It's going as well, getting in and folks comes Whoa. away with it. Folks goes Whoa. for goal! Whoa. Smashes it off the crossbar. <laughs> the whistle had already gone. Yeah. What a strike from Sam Fox. He's, uh, he's looking really good, isn't he, tonight with his um his striking and catching um people off guard. Potts puts the ball out wide to Debar, gives it back to Potts. Potts cross comes oh, in as well. Taylor's at the near post and he's bundled yes! home. yes Brandon Hanlon gets Wickham underway get the for the season lovely bit of play from Debar and Potts Potts just thundered his way into the box and put the ball into the area McGillivray Woo. got a touch and Hanlon bundled home the ball into the empty net to get, get Wickham there. Wanderers the lead their first goal of the season MK nil. Wickham Wanderers won Brandon Hanlon turns over possession rolls the ball into the box finds Taylor Taylor yes. wants it on his right goes oh. to the goal brilliant save oh. TJ bar with the rebound the excellent save again from McGillivray double save from the MK Dons oh. keeper keeps it at 1-0 to Wickham Wanderers Dale Taylor put it onto his right great effort even better save TJ bar first time effort on the rebound and an even even better save the second yes. time around corner to Wickham Keo's up there making the run they go to the back post looking for Hanlon Hanlon heads across the face of goal Yeah, there it is Big Chris Farino! Get in
2: there!
1: Hanlon heads the ball back into the six yard area and Chris Farino in front of the Wickham faithful Woo. up in the gods heads home into the empty net. Get in there! MK Don's Nell, Wickham Wanderers 2. TJ Debar nice. edge of the penalty, goes back to Grimmer Grimmer, he crossed the face of goal! Oh! oh Miller! All he had to do was turn it into the back post and he hasn't connected and Jack Grimmer Unlucky. He was stretching out his calf muscle a few seconds <laughs> ago. Right now, he <laughs> sprinted down the right-hand side and smashed the ball across <laughs> the base of goal, and De Mella just could not great turn it around the corner. And there we yes, go. The referee boys. blows his full-time whistle. A clean sheet, two goals, and into the next round, Jason. That's yeah. a good
3: night's work. Yeah, that's a good night's work.
2: Perfect performance from the boys. Uh, great reaction from the weekend. um and yeah, winning winning habit is one that you want. So yeah, great night's work, great team performance, some really really good individual performances in there as well. So um,
1: yeah, brilliant from the boys. We'll leave you with the full time score here at Stadium MK. MK dons nil, Wickelmonder is two. We're in the second round.
0: It's just occurred to me. If you're new to the show, I do. I didn't explain who that was. Uh, Phil Catchpole, of course, uh, our match commentator on a Saturday, bringing you all the games live and a Tuesday as well. In fact, any day when there's a game on, he's usually at it, uh, bringing you you the action. Uh, Ably assisted on Tuesday night in Milton Keynes as well by Jason McCarthy. He was providing the the backing vocals and excellent assistance there. I've been speaking to Phil as well, of course, who you can hear ringing the blues on a Tuesday and often on Wanderers TV as well. I'm trying to think where else you can find him. Probably other places. Um, But he was at the training ground a little earlier on. He was positioned, I can give you his almost exact location, by an aerial, he was telling me, uh, which controls the, uh, the robotic lawnmower. See, brilliant insight. You don't get that on other shows, do you? And caught uh, up with him a little earlier on, as they at the training ground. I tell you that because it sounds a bit windy, but um, in case you're wondering. And uh, caught up with him and just to reflect on uh, the first couple of games of the season, really.
1: Uh, well, yeah, mixed results, quite literally. Um very disappointed after the opening day of the season, I think, as was everyone around the club as well, not least the fans. Uh, So, all eyes went to stadium MK on on Tuesday in the League Cup, and um, yeah, it was a, a much better performance all round, and And you could start to see some really good signs between the new lads, especially sort of linking up. There was this lovely moment in the second half between Voxie and and Dale Taylor, back hill from Voxie, and um, all that was missing was was the finish, and there was some fantastic defending from the MK defender in the end. Uh, But yeah, these things are starting to click now. Obviously, with such a big turnover of players, there was always going to be a bit of time for everyone to get used to each other and, and, and work it out and stuff. But yeah, I'm, you know, really positive, not just the result, I think the overall performance from, from everybody in the squad. I thought Joe Lowe at centre-back for his wickham Wanderers debut was superb. Um, you know, And the clean sheet was, was equally as well-received as the win. And obviously going into the second round, and we now know that we've got Sutton. It's given us a platform, hopefully a home game against a lower league team, hopefully then to get uh, into the next round. And then who knows?
0: Because I think fans are naturally impatient, aren't they? And they want the, this new-look team to hit the ground running. But I guess it's only natural that there's a, a lack of cohesion in, in the opening games.
1: Yeah, I think everybody at the club wants to hit the ground running and, and get the results as, as quickly as possible. And I think it was frustrating on Saturday as well because pre-season, so much hard work around and there's been so many obstacles and and things to overcome during pre-season, you know, which every club will have. It's Matt Bluefield's first full pre-season as a manager as well in, in the summer. There's so many things that have gone against him as well in that. It's been a really positive environment and everything else has been challenges to overcome. Uh, and hopefully, after the game on Tuesday night, we can convert that into a league performance at Lincoln on Saturday and we can get those results up and running.
0: And a great show of resilience from the team to bounce back from that opening day disappointment to, to do well in the Cup on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting to, um, to have a chat with some of the boys after the game as well and just saying that, you know that the overall message was of course be disappointed but let, let's not hit the panic button here let's believe in the process of what we're doing and apply what we're doing at the training ground into a match day environment and I think having the likes of Voxi and Josh Schoen starting as well really really helped us establish sort of figures at the Wickham squad over the last few years and that was echoed really by, by what Matt Bloomfield said in the post-match at Stadium MK.
4: Obviously we needed to right some wrongs from the weekend um, we were really disappointed about that but our message was clear to the boys that we were staying calm. We weren't going to overreact from, from one result. It was obviously a tough start to the game and we needed to make sure we, we showed the fans and we showed everyone around us that uh, we were going to go and put in a performance and I thought, I thought we did that tonight.
1: Five changes from that side from Saturday as well, but starts for Josh Cohen and, and Sam Vokes. Was that an indication of where they're at now with their... Uh, after their pre-season was blighted by injury and illness?
4: Yeah, I think for some of our boys, this is their pre-season. Those changes were planned on an hour. They've done, you know, Josh done 45 on Saturday, so we're now trying to bring him up to an hour and get him safely up and to 90 minutes as quickly and as safely as we possibly can. So those two were planned. Um, another couple were planned as well. But we had to abandon all good plans because we got a couple of knocks and had to make a couple of other changes. So... I think that's probably where an indication of where we are. We're still you know, maybe slightly behind in terms of our fitness for some of the boys, but I was really pleased in terms of how the finishes came on and, and really impacted the game tonight. I thought Brandon was, was fantastic and, and TJ um, and Luke, I you know, name them all, they can't leave anyone out, but I thought the finishes come on and um, it really helped us get over the line, which was, was a good impact to see. Um, and what about the clean sheet as well? Because
1: Joe Lowe, Chris Farino and Taffer there as a, a new back three in terms of starting positions tonight, uh, a really good performance all round.
4: Yeah, again, I think that um, obviously Chrissy's pre-season has been um, really hampered um, and he's, he's had minutes hard to come by and Taff has had a couple of bits going on as well, but Joe's done a whole pre-season. So in terms of forming partnerships, it's been really, really hard, really. So obviously Saturday the, the team picked itself and tonight we were able to kind of um, move it around a little bit um, and that, I thought they performed really well. Joe, we're really pleased with Joe. He's he come in on you know, a trial um, and we, we thought a lot of him because he played against us for Walsall last season when we were at Colchester. And he just keeps keeps proving everybody what a good player he is. So we're really pleased with him. Um, and I thought it was nice to see Chris get his goal. And um, obviously him and Taff are, were very good as well. So we're really pleased to get a clean sheet, of course. Uh, Taff had to come off, though, in the second
1: half. Concerns on that one?
4: Yeah, I think um, he got a couple of knocks, Taff, um, and still... He had cramping up as well. He's not done anywhere near a full pre season. So, again, another one that we've got to kind of be really wary of. It's it's, uh, it's a tough one at the minute because um, any team selection, um, you happen to try and do it with with a really kind of um, responsible head on. Um, So, Saturday was so, tonight was so, the subs were so. Um, so that we'll keep you know trying to manage the boys through and, and hopefully we get stronger as, as the days and the, the games go on and the three low knees the, the youngsters Kian Brecken, Dale Taylor and Freddie Potts as well
1: uh, all showing good signs tonight too
4: yeah yeah. big pitches when we come away from home we, we are going to play on some big pitches it was important for us to have um, those legs to get about and I thought I thought the boys played really well really pleased with Pottsy we were asking him to then go and get forward and break those lines as well if we play a double double pivot and he, he obviously did for the first goal so um, Dale had a couple of chances as well, looking sharp. And, and Brex just finding his feet on that right-hand side. So um, some promises aside for those boys. We know they're going to take a little bit of time to really settle into the building and, and, and be at top-notch. Um, but um, they have you know getting themselves in the group really nicely, and we're, we're pleased with them.
0: Really nice to hear from the manager, and uh, we'll hear from him more later on in the show as well. And also uh, one of the new signings, Harry Boys, and something that they both mentioned, a word they both mentioned is grit. And uh, obviously it's useful in the winter, but also it's great to see that in, in a team as well.
1: Yeah, you can, you can pass the ball to death around the pitch, but you need to have that grit and determination as well to get things across. And it's about finding that balance. And thought at times at stadium MK, um, Wickham did that really, really well. And, you know, when the subs came on, uh, there was no sort of drop in that intensity. Uh, and it was really good to see Brandon get the opening goal of the season, not just for himself, but for the whole team, uh, in, a, in, a, in a competition where he, he scored his first ever goal for the club.
0: It's a really great news for, for Brandon, as you say, and you know, great going into this game, uh, Lincoln. Uh, but I guess at this stage of the season, it, it's quite tricky to kind of know uh, what to expect from either side, really.
1: Yeah, when we look at the results of Lincoln City, they lost 3-0 on the opening day. Uh, they won 2-0 in the Cup on Tuesday night. Exactly the same as us, although... I think Lincoln fans may like to point out that they lost 3-0 at Bolton Wanderers who've been widely tipped to be right at the sharp end of the table this season. So it's very difficult at this stage to get any form of pattern because they'll be signing players. In fact, I believe they've signed a player today. It's, It's a new season. They've got a settled squad in largely. They've got a settled manager now, Mark Kennedy, who did a really good job last season and and made them really, really solid. We're looking to make more of the games they haven't lost. They drew so many last season. They're going to be looking to build on that. And if they can, then they're going to be a real force this division. It's a really tough division to call before you put even in all these vagaries that we've just spoken about. And so we all know that Central Bank is a tough place to go. There's been some pretty brutal, gruelling games down the years. There, The atmosphere is going to be cracking. Their fans really get behind the team there as well. It's the first home game of the season for them. So there is going to be challenges in this, but these are challenges that these boys going to have to relish and, and get their teeth stuck into, and I, I believe they will. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to to them building on Tuesday night's performance.
0: And great to have David Wheeler alongside you last Saturday as well. Really brilliant to have his insight as well.
1: Yeah, fantastic for Wheels to make his commentary debut. A tough game for him in the end because you know let's, let's not forget it's uh, it's his teammates up there that were also losing three 0 and, and and sometimes that's a difficult thing to do. But um, You know, he's a wise, he's a wise owl, David Wheeler and, you know, very measured response and really good insight as well, as was Jason McCarthy on Tuesday night. So it's always good to get the players perspective because they can, they can actually tell you exactly how it feels, what's going through their mind at certain petrol, and also explain why certain things happen or why decisions are made like they are and and other things things that we just don't understand as as the sort of the the fan on the terrace or in the press box or wherever we are so yeah always appreciative to get a player up there and uh, yeah hopefully uh we can be have someone talking about a win on saturday
0: and obviously another away trip will uh, will wooden ducks be something that you'll be in search of once again this this campaign well it's a long
1: it's a long journey from uh to, from wickham to lincoln uh longer than than perhaps most people realize uh, and it's not really on the major roads so we could be sort of uh going a bit off-piste in terms of our stops. So you never know what's going to crop up. Wooden Ducks have been in in scarcity now for the last 18 months. Whether it's been affected by the war in the Ukraine, I don't know. Uh, But hopefully they return. Wetsuits, however... always been on sale at nearly every single services i've been at regardless of where they are in the country so all that continue? to come to find out as the season unfolds
0: pleasure to catch up with phil again if you're new to the show i should explain that uh in previous seasons uh wooden ducks are something which he's uh, been looking for at service stations uh, but it appears wetsuits as mentioned are also extremely popular perhaps that's to do with the climate change <laughs> So that's why uh, that has uh, brilliance to hear from the manager, of course, uh, excellent in the background, uh, lawn mowing as well. You can often hear mowers, can't you, in post-match interviews. I think uh, from my experience, Huddersfield uh, the, they have the loudest mowers in the background of uh, br- <laughs> post-match interviews. It's gone very horticultural, this show, hasn't it? That's two mentions of lawn mowers. We had the robotic one a little earlier on that Phil was stood near the URL of. And now that, don't forget you can hear that chat with uh, Matt Bloomfield in full on Wanderers TV and also post-match from uh, Brandon Hanlon as well, one of the goal scorers on Tuesday night. And also Chris Farino. you've probably seen those uh, photographs on the club's social media as well of uh, Chris uh, bleeding after his goal really uh, uh, for the team. And uh, interesting to hear about his preseason uh, as well, which has been somewhat hampered. So great to see him back uh, as well. Uh, still to come on the show, we'll hear more from Matt Bloomfield, who we spoke to at the training ground a little earlier on today, which also includes a reference to chocolate brownies, which... <laughs> Which I feel I ought to explain, otherwise it just think weird. Uh, that's coming up a little later on as uh, the Wickham Wanderer Show continues here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll have a chat with Luke. Uh, our show has a new logo for the new season, some behind-the-scenes news on that. It's not as exciting as I made it sound. And also we've got some travel news in terms of uh, the approach road to- <laughs> To uh, Adam's Park and the improvements therein. Uh, all that and more on the way in the next hour, or, or in the rest of this hour, I should say. Not in the next hour, we've only got one hour. Uh, we'll also hear from Harry Boys, too. Uh, first of all, however, we've uh, signed a new deal, sort of, uh, with the Wiccan Wanderers Ex Players Association. Each week we'll continue our chats with uh, uh, stars who've uh, worn the uh, famous sky blue and uh, navy blue quarters. <laughs> I should have written it. Didn't you? <laughs> This should have been like properly, properly done, properly, but I've just just winged it, really, or wung it. It's, it's a, is that an expression? Anyway, uh, first of the new season, I'm very excited to uh, uh, give you the opportunity to hear from uh, Marcus Bean, the former midfielder, of course, who is uh, famous for that goal, which we'll discuss. But first, his earliest memories of his time at the club.
2: Um, I think the first thing was just obviously getting that initial call from uh, Gaz. I um, uh, said so calling him Gaz, I'm not calling him Gaffer now. <laughs> having played with him, car schooled with him when we were at um, QPR um, and obviously watching um, his career develop from afar, keeping um, Wickham in the football league. And then, um, yeah, just getting that phone call. And there was one that I thought I, I had to answer in terms of, you know, I really wanted to work with him again. I think I've gotten well with him as a player and I was, I was always just intrigued to see how I uh, get on with him as a manager and uh Thankfully, it was a, some really good times at the club. I remember made, making my debut. I remember playing in midfield with Josh Cohen and thinking, oh, what a great player this is. And then he was gone, I think, the next, next week. Um, and, and I just remember, yeah, they were probably the, two, the main two memories I take from my first, um, uh, first time there and the phone call from Gaz and then, um, that my, my debut and, um, yeah, playing alongside Joshua, I thought was a, a, a player that was destined for big and better things.
0: And you must have settled in really easily. And as you say, knowing the manager, and uh, he must have been great to play under. And, you know, you hear about the culture that he built at the club during those 10 years, but it must have been fantastic to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, I I, I was probably one, of the, if not the easiest place I've been able to um, integrate into uh, for the reasons you just mentioned. I think, um, one, number one, the fans are, uh, are, are really special people. They're You know, it's a really tight-knit club. You feel like everyone's pulling in the same direction. Um, compared to other places I've been, there's not that same kind of fan abuse um from the sides, you know, if you have misplaced passes and you get at every club to a certain degree. But Wickham, it's like people are a lot more patient, it feels like. Um then you go on to the players, the culture that uh, Gaz um built there, everybody was just so welcoming, no bad eggs. Um It was just, it's just such a a good place to play at. Um, I always used to say to the players, um, especially the young lone boys, you know, this, this place is very unique. So savor it because you go out elsewhere, the, the dressing room is not like this. And I think, I think just speaking to players that have gone out, left the club and gone elsewhere, they, they would all attest to that. What Gaz built there was, was something special. Um, so yeah, hats off to him and, um Dobbo and Waitsy and everybody that was involved in building that because it's 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 difficult to do.
0: I remember as well you became so quickly such a fans favorite and always having time for supporters, especially like in the car park having your photo taken and always you know sparing the time.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's you know anyone that doesn't do that I think is you know is is is, is out of order. I think it's it's the least you can do, you know, people um take time, spend money uh, to come and watch games. And I think, you know, it, it's important that you um not only give back but spend time um with the people that are supporting you, you know. Um, it's something that was ingrained in me to be polite and manageable and and i will be honest with you, I think is as I said before, I think everybody there with, to a man would probably like that, you know. Um but yeah, it's it's something that I feel is is a is a given, you know, to 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 show those basic um basic appreciation and uh spending a bit of time and and it, and again, it's a it's a culture thing. It's a, it's, the club was like that. Everybody was always, you know, as as players, I can attest to that. We all used to say what a great place it was to be at, and we always tried to give back where it was possible.
0: And really nice for you to be able to play such a key part in, in getting to the the lead two playoff final.
2: Yeah, that that was amazing. And I'm think we're all disappointed that we didn't do it um, automatically. Um, and as good as you know. Getting to Wembley is, honestly, I've I've been been there a couple of times before and, and, yeah, we go there and lose. It's it's gut wrenching. I can't really watch that game back. I know it's on Skype uh, annually or probably more than annually because I always get a little message saying you're on TV again, Vini, but something I've never really watched back because it's it's still painful to this day, especially the the manner in that we lost. But, listen, I played my part as as, as did many um, and it just wasn't to be on the day, but... Yeah, eventually we 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 managed to get the job done.
0: So, did you, as players? It sounds like almost quite a cliche thing to say, but did you, as players, really use that experience to to kind of drive you forward after that as well? Though,
2: I think I think any time that you um, not just that experience, you know, listen that you experience failure, you want to put the put the put it right and set the record straight. But I just think that promotion campaign in general gave us the experience and the, I think in the key moments where we broke maybe that season the next season we took that experience and we were, used, we were a year older um year more experienced and we, and we were able to channel that um into yeah into being able to yeah get ourselves out of the league um I think it wasn't just necessarily that it's experience it's just the whole playoff that whole campaign kind of yeah made the next season a little bit a little bit more easier when we got into those crunch situations to be able to handle the pressure and
0: february the 3rd 2018 is is a date i'm sure you'll, you'll never forget either
2: <laughs> yeah that was a, a crazy day right
0: what what was your kind of i guess initial kind of was to sort of talk us up to the up to the goal first of all
2: first of all um First of all, I took a lot of stick um that season from from players uh, in the dressing room and staff. And when are you going to score, Being It was like a running running joke. And then obviously leading up to that, fans saying, shoot, shoot, shoot. I could, that's one thing I could hear from the stand. I tried to block everything out, but that was just one thing that always stuck in my head when I got anywhere near the edge of the box. Shoot, shoot, shoot. And I groan when I turned it down. Um So that day was, I just thought that game, it was one of those games where as, as you know, it ebbed and flowed and there was just so much controversy. And it was just one of those days I thought to myself, ah, uh, listen, I might as well have a crap because it's the last kick of the game almost. If it, if it goes over the bar, it is what it is. Um, you know, waste a couple more minutes. We're down to, um, we're down to, was it 10 then? I think at the time. Um, so just remember the ball coming out and I just thought to myself, listen, just hit the target first and foremost. And then, you know, you never know. And then, yeah, just. Managed to catch it quite cleanly, and it kind of flew into the bottom corner. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, it was all, all pandemonium broke, broke loose. And uh, I think, I think everyone was just more buzzing for the win, but quite happy for me because they, 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 you know, they know how much, how long it's taken to get to that point, and the amount of sticks they've given me. So it's quite funny. So I think everyone thought it was quite a funny as well as a great occasion because we we won the game, and it was such a crazy, crazy game as well
0: almost as memorable as the goal, is is the celebration, of course.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I went on a run, uh, (laughs) trying to find my mum and dad. You know, and It's quite a funny story. I think everyone's probably heard it now. But yeah, and went to the box. I think they were one of the boxes at the other end of the ground. And I'm looking up and I couldn't see them. I haven't got great eyesight. So I was squinting and trying to see them. And they'd gone. And I thought they might have gone because I think that's... They, 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 they do do leave a little bit earlier to get out of the, the ground. And, uh, yeah. So that's why I was sprinting in off, off in that direction. It wasn't, uh, for any reason. Everyone says as fast as I probably run and they're probably right. Um, yeah, I was just a, a motion fueled moment there really just yeah it was it was great because my dad is one of those people that gave me a lot of stick about not scoring as well so i just wanted to see him and rub it in
0: <laughs> and so many people you know said they were there yeah a t- there was a t-shirt and and obviously the, the club's uh video was, was named after it as well that, that must have been so there's probably a feature film as well in, in the offing at some point but it must be must be brilliant to to have that such that, that kind of ingrained if you like in the, in the in the club
2: yeah i think so i think i think what made it unique was um, obviously the timing of the goal. You know, people go long times and score goals. I think it was Lloyd Doyle. I think it went for—I can't remember how long—but he went for for years without scoring, and they scored a goal. But I think it was just like the the occasion, the sending off, the ebb and the flow of the game. Obviously, me not scoring—it was the last kick of the game. It just all kind of <laughs> rolled into that one, just made it even more special. I think. Um, yeah. And then obviously there was the uh, the t-shirts. That kind of needed to be um, remade after the, the exit game when I went and scored again, which was quite funny, kind of ruined the club's um, idea of, you know, making all this money from selling T-shirts. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously, yeah, it's something that everybody pulls me about who's a Wickham fan, and even sometimes not even Wickham fans. I've got a couple of Carlisle fans that always come up to me and, and, they, and they, they they tell me about that goal as well. So it's kind of like, yeah, etched into folklore, I suppose. It's lovely for
0: you as well, that you, you'll always have that as well.
2: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it was a special moment, a special, a special moment in my career for sure. Um, and then, yeah, that whole season and as a whole really was just, you know, things made the fairy tale stuff really, you know. So yeah, that was just one part of it for sure.
0: And really nice that you're able to be at the club for for five years, and you know, part of I guess quite an elite group who've made over a hundred appearances. That must feel nice too.
2: Yeah, it was, it was, and and as I said before, is is you know I've had. Some tough times in my career, but that's that period of that uh, at Wickham is, was was one I look back on fondly um, to this day. Um, not only just for how the club treated me, but my family um, when they used to come to games. You know, we always talk about um, that experience at that club and um, and at Brentford. They're the two clubs that we, my, my parents have always, you know, had a great, very good experience at. So no I thank the club for for you know and for fans for for taking me under the um, under the wing and for how they treat myself and my family it it means a lot
0: and are there any other sort of games or experiences or, or or goals that that really stand out during your time at the club
2: I uh, but oh there's, there's so many um i think goals wise I mean, this' is not for myself I think I only really scored a couple, but I remember probably Eb, the sign of Ebbs, e a and um, watching how he developed was amazing. Um, the friends I made from that time at my time at the club, you know, um, no, nah, it's just too many to say. You know, I, honestly, I, I I think one thing is that what what we we still stay stay in, uh, in touch. You know, uh, myself and as a uh, you know we've got a group of friend group of guys there that we 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 stay in touch a lot, which is quite you know for me was well, quite unusual. I don't not that I stay in touch with many people from my other clubs. Not that I don't. I have a lot of tremendous amount of respect for them, but uh, yeah, from that period, I've got uh, I've stayed in touch with quite a lot of guys, and that that that's important to me building those relationships. And really nice that
0: you, you got to come back a couple of weeks ago as well for for JJ's testimonial.
2: Yeah, that JJ's testimonial was was a great you know a great occasion. He, he's a he's a definitely a Wickham legend. Um, he's he's one of those players that. You know, when I wanna to watch watch him play and um, I just always think that he could go go on for because why I was going forever 'cause he's just so tactically astute, um, reads the game well, his distances are good, you know, even though his legs might have might have gone a little bit as they do when you get older. Um but he's also got a lovely left foot and he's a leader, you know. Um he leads by example. Um and he's been a you know, a special servant for the club and it was only um when when they when he asked me to attend, it was it was a no-brainer because he's one of those players that I I, I got him really well with at the club and I've got a tremendous amount of respect for. So that was a great occasion um, and I'm really happy for him against his old club again, Cardiff. Um, so it was special for him and his family. And again, he, he's he's his family a great one, my family and his family. Um, yeah, always used to speak at games, so it was good to be there.
0: It doesn't feel like that long since he left. Over, overall, how do you how do you look back at your time at the club?
2: I think it was a very successful period for, for myself and, um, and for the club. Obviously they kicked on again after that, but, um, I think I've got a habit of going to clubs and starting off the, um, the kind of, um, or helping start off the kind of, you know, um, aggression and then they take it onto another level, which I think they have done in all departments and make obviously got to the championship. But in terms of my, I've looked at it really fondly and I think it was one of my, I'd say six, one of the most successful periods in my career for sure.
0: I'm pleasing for you to see uh, Matt Bloomfield obviously in charge now. Someone that, that you've played with as well.
2: Again, yeah, Blooms was always destined for management. Um, you know, it, it was it was a a no brainer as such. You know, at one point I thought Gaz was going to stay at um, Wickham forever, so he might not come, <laughs> he might not get the opportunity to manage there. But obviously things things evolve quickly in football, and he's he's managed to get um, the opportunity to manage. And you know, I wish him all the best. You know, he, um, he went away, he went to went to Colchester, and you know the call to go back to Wickham was too much and he, he's back there. And I um, I think he's going to be a, a great manager. I think he's got, he's got all the attributes to to be so and to do so. And yeah, I'm, I'll be following his career um, very closely.
0: Is management something that interests you?
2: Um, I do enjoy coaching um, and I, I do a little bit of it um, in my, I'd say spare time, you know, um, trying to help. Boys that have been released from clubs get back into the system, um, but um, at the moment, my 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 passion is um, more in <clears throat> in terms of senior management and potentially becoming a sporting director. I'm, I'm really interested in the business of football. Um, it's always been something I've been interested in, in. Interested in. Um, I'm quite an entrepreneurial person, and, I, and I've always been interested in the business of football. And at the moment, I've, um, I'm in the recruitment department at Brentford, and uh, one of my old clubs. Um, and yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, what they call the lead Southern Scout. So my job role always looking at 21s and the first team players in the UK and the South of England. So I'm kind of working towards that. But yeah, coaching was something that I, I did look at and I, I do like enjoying, like I do enjoy doing, but it's more of a, um, a passion a passion project rather than something that I want to do career-wise.
0: That must be sort of really nice for you as well to be able to sort of pass on, if you like, to, to youngsters, especially who'll be playing in your position.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like. I, I understand why people do coaching because getting that buzz of seeing somebody improve, you know, and um, and take on board what you've said and then and, and implement it. And I can get why you get that buzz. And a lot of players do say. I was sat next to a, a manager um, on Tuesday, and he was saying himself, you know, like it's that he misses playing. He he wishes was out doing doing it. But the second best thing is being on the grass, and you know and seeing players and that's what you want to do and a goal going and he goes that's the second best thing to play in and and I, I do completely understand that it just wasn't for me um, but I do love helping the players and and seeing them yeah improve and put in place what you know what you said and try and give them advice um, wherever possible um, because yeah these young players they do need
4: a lot of career advice
0: well thank you so much for being the first uh, ex player on the show uh, this season and uh, thank you on behalf of our, all the fans all the all the great memories that you've given to the club as well
2: Thanks for
0: having me. Real pleasure to speak to uh, Marcus Bean. Uh, do listen out for more ex-players as the weeks continue as well. Really looking forward to uh, catching up with different generations of former Wanderers players on the show. And uh, big thanks, of course, to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association. Do look out for the Legends Lounge at Adams Park on a home game as well, because uh, you'll see some uh, some other uh, great names there as well, including uh, Paul Hayes, I see, in the, uh, in the coming Coming weeks as well. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Final part of the Wickham Wonder show for this week. Still to come, we'll hear from uh, one of the new signings, Harry Boyes. We'll hear from the manager, Matt Bloomfield, talking about chocolate brownies, among other things. I'll need to explain that before as well. Uh, but first, uh, Luke's with us, talking of new signings. You're, you're one of the club's new signings as well. That's right, everybody. I'm the new goalkeeper.
5: No, I'm not. That's his Max job and Max's jobs only. No one needs me I to I can't imagine you in goal. I'm I think to I'm, I'm too short yes. and I don't have uh, the um, the jumping <laughs> as Max does. Max can jump a long way.
0: You don't have the jumping. I don't
5: have the jumping skills as Max does. Oh. Many other skills that he has that I don't have.
0: <laughs> but uh, tell us your role. Tell us your title. In
5: oh, my official title is uh, Wanderers TV Producer.
0: And what does that involve?
5: Uh, producing Wanderers TV <laughs> and Phil. <laughs> it's quite hard sometimes, to be honest. No, it's great. I'm very much enjoying it.
0: And, and, and there are things you're quite proud of that you've produced already.
5: Oh, uh, so far the the gifts have been good fun for the new signings. Good they're, fun, they're gifts. always good fun. Uh, pretty much, drills has had a had a bit of a makeover. It's got a new feature in it as well. Um, knowing me, knowing blues is back tomorrow. Hopefully, Ooh. that's also very good um we've done quite a lot it's been a busy day today so I, I can't really remember what else has happened
0: you've been quite involved in some of the uh, new signing reveals as well yeah
5: so the, the gifts have been good and the, the videos as well and all the sort of the behind the scenes of that. it's really interesting as well to have a sort of uh, a behind the scenes look at what goes on because i think from an outside you see a gift go up and that's it but there's obviously um a lot more work than than that goes into it
0: fascinating obviously. stuff yeah and uh, this show as well, you, you've given the uh, the logos that had a bit of a rebrand. Yeah. What's the story behind that? Um,
5: well, it's an old photo. <laughs> I was at Adams Park on uh, yesterday, as it's known as, and I thought, oh, it's actually sunny outside. Let's go and get a new photo, uh, which is what I did. And I sort of was trying to line it up with where the old one is because it didn't have the Bill Turnbull gantry on it because uh, it was this time last year that we took it. Uh, so I, I was standing there. I was going, oh, that's where it is. And the sprinklers came on. And I thought they're going to swing round, that I'm going to get soaked. So I just waited for about five minutes in the sunshine.
0: Quality insight. You don't get this on all sorts of shows. Do you
5: don't get this on the BBC, do you? <laughs> no,
0: no. And also other things that you're known for, of course, as the, the host of Drive Time. Well, Where say, are you going with this, Colin? I was say, so, so uh, it'd be great if you could bring us some some travel news.
5: Oh yes, I can. Uh, the good news is, uh, Hillbottom Road has been resurfaced. Exciting news as well. So it's from the roundabout, with Lane M Road, uh, all the way up to Adams Park. Uh, silky smooth uh, has been causing some of the lorries some problems this week, but yeah, very nice.
0: Brilliant asphalt update there. It's
5: it's very looks very nice.
0: We mentioned lawn mowers earlier. Now now r- road resurfacing. It's, it's all covered on it, the show. We've got everything on this show. This is what you need. Uh, also, uh, what is is good about this show is uh, you get to hear from uh, the manager. Still to come, and uh, also oh yeah, where's
5: my brownies? <laughs>
0: I should explain about the Brownies mm, Please do Or you can explain part about the Brownies So last season when Matt Bluefield took over he, uh, Some of the press sessions Oh yeah there was a string of sort of like Matt we've got you something He, he was presented with a number of things So um, there was
5: Brownies There was a was signed his picture A signed photo A signed team sheet yes. of his first game that he won And then it was you Was the last one Because we had nothing else We felt quite bad you presented so, me. So we just started clapping, yes, if you remember. that was nice. I do remember yeah. that, yeah. We didn't have anything else. No,
0: <laughs> that was quite nice. So then it was a sort of running joke in that um, when uh, Matt Bloomfield entered the room, we didn't present him anything. So I thought it'd be quite appropriate <laughs> for the first uh, press session of the season to present him with brownies, because they went down quite well. Um, so I acquired some from uh, a nearby brownie <laughs> seller mm. and uh, presented them. That that's all the background you need for the reference of the Brownies, which is coming up. Uh still to come on the show. But first, uh caught up with uh, new signing Harry Boys. Boys 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 a little earlier on. Really enjoyed
3: it. Obviously Saturday was like really disappointing. It's not the start we wanted. But Tuesday night obviously put it right. And I'm really looking forward to the season. Everything's been good so far, other than obviously Saturday as, as I said. But not like the boys and everything's class. The, the club's just a very good club. Um so it's only it's only up from here.
0: And does that give you real encouragement as to how the team responded to the result on, on Saturday to, to, to sort of put things right, if you like, in the performance on Tuesday night?
3: Yeah, it shows we have got a bit of grit about us. Obviously, MK is it's a derby as well, and it's a tough place to go, especially they just come off a, a good win at Wrexham. So for us to put that right in the way we did, obviously, clean sheet and scoring two, it's it's just what we needed as a, as a whole, especially going into the games are coming thick and fast, so we need as much confidence uh, and momentum. Going into each.
0: I guess as well, though, you must feel as a group, you know, that there, there's so many kind of new players coming in and it's bound to take a while for everyone to kind of fit together.
3: Yeah, I think there was seven seven on Saturday, I think. Or, yeah, seven on Saturday. So obviously, we're all still getting to, to know each other. Uh, obviously, we've had pre season, but pre seasons, it's tough, obviously, to fully get to know each other. So the more time, obviously, we play together and everything, we just more gel. So it's only going to get better for us, which for now I'm really looking forward to because obviously, there's a lot of quality here and it's it's only a matter of
0: time. And have there been certain things that you've really picked out and thought, Oh, well, that's gonna be really good, you know, going forward?
3: The gaffer. The gaffer's like really passionate and I feel like he portrays it onto the players like as a squad, I feel like we're, we're really close. And that's massive. Like, especially the, the aim and the, the goals we want this season. I feel like all of that plays a massive part. Yeah, just the fact we're all so close together, it's yeah, it's nice
0: it's tough. And do you feel as well with yourself and the other new arrivals as well? I think it's because fans don't, they get quite excited about seeing new signings and, and what it's going to be like to, to see them on the pitch.
3: Yeah, obviously I know I know Brex, uh, Kian Breckin. But it's been like for all the new boys, we're all coming into a new environment. Um, you've got to try settling and stuff. It's different, but obviously we're all, it's, it's quite a good group to obviously settle into. And it's only been a short amount of time, but we're all still getting to know each other. It's good. Well, I
0: guess it's been sort of fate as well that you're coming up against uh, one of your one of your former teams on Saturday.
3: Yeah, as soon as I was coming here and I see the draw, it was a second game away. I was, uh, no, nah, I was really looking forward to it. It'll be a good one. It'll be a good test for us, but um, I'm sure we'll be ready.
0: Does it help in a way? Because, like, obviously, I guess you'll kind of know, you know, how they'll be playing or, or what to expect, or is it quite different for both teams? Because there have been so many changes and it's a new season.
3: Yeah, the, uh, we've obviously got a, a lot of new faces, and so like, I think I think they've got quite a few as well. I know, obviously, the boys that were there. There's still quite a few of them still there. Um, So kind of, I'll have an idea of how they play, but on the day, anything, anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's easy to think when you know exactly what they're going to do, but it's hard. It'll be a tough test because to go there, obviously, it's a, it's, it's a good club. The fans are top, so it'll be a big challenge for us. But obviously, coming off Saturday, I'm hoping we've got the confidence and momentum to,
0: to win on Saturday. I guess because both teams, you know, had a, a defeat on the opening day, so they'll be you know, wanting to to put many things right when it comes to the league as well.
3: Yeah, obviously they lost, I think, to Bolton, I think it was 3-0, and then they won the other night. So yeah. they're pretty much similar to us, so they'll be hoping for a, a response as well in the league, which makes it even more exciting because there's more pressure on it. And so both teams are yeah, both be looking forward to it.
0: And are there things that both you personally and also collectively in the team want to achieve in the in the games which are coming up?
3: As much points as possible. Obviously, we didn't get the start we wanted, so we've kind of got a make up for lost, for lost time. Do you know what I mean? We've got a, we've got to make sure we put it right and and um, pick up as many points as possible because we want to finish as high as we can in the table. And to do that, you've got to you've got to get as many points as you can. So, first and foremost, I feel like we have just got to put it right on Saturday and get the first points on the board.
0: Great chatting to Harry Boys. He's very polite. Boys, Boyce. boys, boys. Thank you. Sorry, I can't stop it. No, clearly. I think you could. I could, but I'm not going to. (laughs) He thanked me for my time. He's very polite, isn't he? Yeah, you don't thank me for my time.
5: Uh, Thank you for your time, Colin.
0: (laughs) No, but I really enjoyed uh, speaking to him and uh, make sure you stay tuned. Throughout the season, we'll be catching up with more of the first team. It must be great as well being at the training ground and as you say, that, that whole kind of atmosphere as well. Mm,
5: it's a, uh, people always say this, but it is a really good atmosphere. You know, when you get there first in the morning, uh, the, the gaffer and the management team are always there first. Uh, I think Matt said he, his alarm went off at four o'clock in the morning this morning to get nice. to the training ground. But, you know, it's always really nice and everyone checks in on each other, you know, make sure everyone's okay. And, you know, we're, where we are located, we're near the canteen. I don't know how that Happened. Whoops. Handy. Uh, Yeah, very handy. And you know, there's always people around. They always come and say hello. So yeah, it's such a lovely atmosphere up at the training ground.
0: What sort of foods on offer at the training ground Uh,
5: today? There was uh, chicken in a a sauce. It was very nice. There was some rice, some vegetables. There was some burgers. Jack Grimmer was very happy about the burgers. You could hear him across the training ground. Chicken in a
0: sauce. Chicken
5: in a sauce. Yeah. I don't know what sauce it was, but it was very nice. It tasted (laughs) lovely.
0: It was a sauce. It
5: was a sauce. It was orange. If that helps.
0: Oh maybe spanish See. so this, <laughs> this show has gone very culinary now yeah. as well horticultural earlier and now culinary we did some traffic and travel in the middle absolutely oh quick mention for wick Wanderers women as well because uh, they're playing their pre-season friendlies at the moment i think did we say there was five games still to go that's right. i said last week yes yeah, right um and uh coming up in the next sort of week or so we'll be uh having a, a special uh package do you call it yeah why not report Kind of. Yeah. A bit of both. On the, uh, the impact of the uh, Women's World Cup on Wickham Wonders Women, we'll be hearing from uh, Captain Cara and uh, the manager and some of the other coaches and some of the players as well. Very nice. Sounds we're good. Looking forward to bringing that to you now. Uh, well, let's hear from the manager, uh, Matt Bloomfield, of course, who uh, we spoke to last week, but this time last week we hadn't had a first game of the season, uh, but we have now. And uh, let's get his thoughts on, um, well, the last two
4: games, I guess. I think we've taken a lot. Obviously, one of the main things is we're... We're trying to integrate a new group together, which obviously doesn't happen overnight. It takes a little bit of time. we are also got the issues regarding you know, players' fitness, where they've missed a huge chunks of pre-season, if not all of it. So we're trying to bring those boys up to speed. So there's been a lot of learning along the way in terms of where different players are at and, and how ready they are to contribute and how long they can contribute for. And I guess from our point of view, there's a, there's a whole lot of um, team cohesion and tactical stuff. You know, how much do the boys know what we're trying to do and how quickly can we get to the finished article. I guess you never get to your finished article, but we try to improve that process as quickly as we possibly can. Are there
0: certain aspects of the performances that have pleased you if you like and thought, oh yeah, we can we can definitely work on this going forward.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think there's there's been plenty that I've been pleased about. Even on Saturday, you know, apart from the first ten minutes, I thought we we controlled the game to large parts. And um, we're obviously disappointed with the three goals we gave away and the penalties. So that was nowhere near good enough. But there's other bits of our play that I think maybe you don't appreciate because of the result and because of the, you know, we had a slight lack of goal threat, but there's bit, certain bits in between both boxes we we're really pleased about. But the main the main point of football is to be the you know kings of the two boxes. So Tuesday night was obviously really pleasing that we kept a clean sheet one end and scored two the other. I thought we had a bit more bite about us on Tuesday evening. I thought we had a, a lot more goal threat, a bit more cutting edge, and we looked a bit more solid as well. So, you know, MK did have too many shots of my liking, but a lot of them were outside the box. So actually our in terms of our bypass defenders and our, and our XG was was pretty good uh, and we were pleased with, with a lot that came from it, but there's plenty to be worked on. Obviously, like I say, we're trying to bring lads up to speed as quickly as possible. We're trying to get the team cohesion and, and the understanding of what we're trying to do and how we're going about it as accelerated as possible. But, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. We've just got to keep make sure we're moving forward and keep our feet firmly on the ground and, and look towards the next game. You know, Lincoln's going to be a really tough game. And I really like the job that Mark's done there. I think it's a really well-organised and, and well-set football club and they obviously gave us a really tough afternoon when we played them at the end of last season. So we know we're in for a tough one, but um, we're looking forward to, to going there in, in good spirits after Tuesday night. And you go into
0: this game, of course, just three points off of the top of the table.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. We're always looking forward. We're always being positive. And I love, I love that outlook. You know, we have to look forward. I think the main message from myself and my coaching staff over the weekend and, and early this week was that none of us were panicking after one difficult afternoon. It was obviously far from the first game we wanted. It's far from the fir- the start we wanted, but it is what it is. Life doesn't go exactly according to his plan all the time. You have to roll the punches and we have to pick ourselves up. So we managed to do that Monday, Tuesday, and we have to make sure we, we gain start gaining some momentum in the league, starting this Saturday link.
0: Does it really encourage you as well how the team responded to the defeat on, on Saturday in that game on Tuesday night?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, life's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up. Um, and I was really pleased with the, the energy and the vigour we got up on, on Tuesday evening. That's not to say we didn't, you know, no lack of quality as well. I thought we showed some real good elements to our game with the way we're trying to develop and evolve. Um, and I was really pleased with, with certain tactical elements of the of the game as well. So, but first and foremost, it was the mindset and the, the desire. And um, that's the thing that we demanded before the game. And I was extremely pleased how the lads uh, reacted to that.
0: Do you think as well it'll be you know a case of both teams on Saturday have a bit of a points to prove because they both lost their their opening games but also both won in midweek so it'd be nice to put that right in the league as well.
4: Yeah, I think I mean I was looking through the the results on Tuesday evening it did seem that a lot you know a lot of teams either lost Saturday and bounced back in midweek or won their first one and then a bit a couple of surprising defeats around the grounds as well. So yeah, I, I think it's it's one where both teams obviously want to get their their points total, total off. And we certainly do. I know Lincoln will want to do the same. So we have to make sure we're, we're ready for that. You know, we have high hopes for ourselves. We have high expectations for ourselves. So we want to approach the game in, in, in the best possible manner that we possibly can. But also we know that Lincoln will be doing the same thing and they're a very good team. So we have to respect that fact um, and not get too ahead of ourselves. And that's certainly not what we do around here. We make sure we respect the opposition. And we know we're in for a tough game. You know, they're a real good team, um, set up, really well organised, try and play the, the game as I see it in a good way. Uh, and we're looking forward to the game the test.
0: And do you set yourself a sort of target as to how many games into the season where, you know, you'll really have an idea of of how the team are doing compared to, you know, where you'd like them to be?
4: No, I think in an ideal situation, you get that during pre-season, but we haven't had that luxury. I think that it's been well documented. I've said it a number of times, but it's not an excuse, but it's just a fact of life. We've missed a huge chunk of our squad for for a huge chunk of pre-season, if not all of it. So we've missed out on a massive learning period for ourselves. Obviously, you know, again, you know, with some of the signings we've, We've we've got some loans in, so we had to wait for them to be able to come through from Premier League clubs, which delays that slightly as well. So we we have missed out on a chunk for varying different reasons of pre-season. So we're obviously behind in terms of, you know, the learning curve of where we wanted to be during that pre-season time. But the games are upon us and we have to be ready for them. So we have to accelerate that as quickly as we possibly can. So there's no target set. It's just a for me, it's that. It's more about continuing improvement and trying to be the best you can be every day. You know, we, we lost on Saturday and won on Tuesday, but it doesn't mean that the reviews are any different. They're both conducted with, um, unemotionalized with goods, bads and, and indifference and, and making sure we try and improve on all elements.
0: And as well, we spoke to you before the start of the season and, and there were certain things that you were looking for in the, in the opening performances. Are those are those things that you've seen so far?
4: Some of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some of it certainly. So I think that I'm really enjoying the, um, the extra energy and, pace and, and mobility that we're playing with I'm really enjoying how we're playing through the thirds um, more how we want to go and set ourselves up and I just really enjoyed Tuesday night the grit that Wickham grit that we've known to to love and cherish for a number of years now that is something that I, I certainly don't want to lose so one of the things I enjoyed Tuesday night and I said to the boys after the game was that grit so yeah there's there, there's there's certainly been some bits that I've enjoyed but there's been plenty that I've not enjoyed um, and that's, those are the bits you want to improve on so like I say it's about just making sure that we can continue to look ways to improve all the time and get better. If we do that, then then we're off in the right direction. I
0: know you've been pleased with how the new signings have been settling in. We spoke to Harry a short time ago and he was saying how your enthusiasm is, is rubbing off on him, which which must be great to hear from from players who are new to the club.
4: Yeah, I think it's um we've spoken about it a bit about, you know, new players, old players, but I'm trying to speak to the group as a whole. You know, for me it's just about getting that group together and and you know, as much as we possibly can. Um I love the fact that we we've retained been able to retain a pure, you know, a real Wickham knowledge and um uh, mindset. You know, some of the the guys we were fortunate enough to keep at the football club, we really wanted to keep them here and we were lucky enough to do so. And obviously you add that freshness and that new energy, Harry and and the other younger lads who we've signed, but plus you get Luke Leahy with his knowledge and and game input as well. And and you know, we are really, really pleased with with how those guys have settled in, Cambridge and Young, which are you know, some of these senior boys that we've been able to recruit as well. So just about me being me. I think, if I'm honest, Colin, it's not about trying to be anything else apart from yourself. I love my job. I love life. I love being able to to come into this environment. I love this football club and this group of lads. It was one of the main things I wanted to come back in, in February when I offered the chance was to come and work with these boys again. You know, I've got so much love and respect for the group that was already here. And I wanted to get the best out of them by supplementing them the best I possibly could to to uh, enable them to be the best they could possibly be so it's about for me it's not about new or old and I know we've spoken about it a few times you know old signings new signings but getting that group together to be one big family I think it's so important you know when we're at our best as a football club as and Wanderers then we have a real cohesive group who uh, drive forward together and for me that is that is everything I set out to, to have this environment the best possible football environment we could experience and that is my drive every day so um, yeah as long as we're moving forward and uh, the boys are feeling a, a massive part of it. That's, that's all that matters. And just finally, uh, whether well, browning's good. The brownies were top draw. Any time you're in and you feel, feel free to bring some more brownies, they were lovely, thank you. Kept us going those long afternoons.
0: Brownies, very well received, uh, which is good news. Another word of the week has been grit. Both Harry boys mentioned grit mm. and uh, Matt Blaineford. Have you experienced grit at the training ground? Uh,
5: no, there's quite large stones, <laughs> but no grit. Handy,
0: if it... It's, it's quite sunny at
5: the training ground today. That's almost almost a miracle. It sounded quite
0: breezy when we were chatting to Phil. It was often breezy there, not it?
5: They were indoors, so I that... Oh, when you new to Phil, yeah. Yes. Mm.
0: So, a busy fixture period coming up in uh, August, still to come. Uh, Lincoln City, of course, away on Saturday. You can hear the whole match live here on 106.6 FM and on Wondrous TV, of course. Then at home next Saturday, it's late in Orient. You'll be there for that. I'll be there. Uh, another home game a visit of Burton Albion the following Saturday as well. A late Norwich on Tuesday, uh, next Saturday of course at home to Burton Albion, and then a trip to Bristol Rovers on the 26th of August. And we've still got the second round of the EFL Cup to come as well. Lots to look forward to uh, this month. Yeah, with Sutton. Right. With um, with Martin O'Neill talking into bulls If you mm. missed it last night, that was very Australian. entertaining. I think he thought it was the microphone. Didn't oh,
5: he? I think he knew what he was doing. He <laughs> thought if I do something funny, they'll invite me back. Yeah, love you, Martin. Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having us on in the past hour. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've just tuned in, you've missed it, oh. then uh, there's always the podcast. You might be listening to the podcast now. Hi! <laughs> thank you very much for having us on. Uh, have a good week. Enjoy the games on Saturday and on Tuesday. Uh, up the week. Come on, you blues.